Praise the Lord. It's good to be in God's house this morning, amen. I said it's good to be in God's house this morning, amen. Those of you who didn't make it to prayer at 9.30 this morning, I played um, <coughs> the audio of uh, Pastor Sergei from Ukraine. He's one of our pastors over there, pastors of UPC Church. I believe it's in Kiev. Um, and, of course, he thanked the church for praying for them, and we're going to continue to keep them in prayer. But at the end of his message, he encouraged the church, anybody who was listening, don't take the ability to gather together for granted. They can't gather together on Sunday right now. We don't even know if that church is still standing. The city has been shelled relentlessly. And it's horrible what is going on. Amen. And so we need to keep them in prayer. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's good to see everyone that's here today as well. It's good to have our visitors from up north. Brother, Sister Kepper, God bless you. We're glad you're here today. There's a few other visitors as well, amen. I'm not sure if you're traveling or you're in Cairns or exactly what, but we are just very glad that you are here, amen. Our church, praise the Lord, our church aims to be a place where people can feel like they belong, amen. We are creating a community where everyone can find a home here. Amen. All tribes, all nations, every background, every story. Amen. We want people to find a place here because here we can find Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you. You may be seated this morning. Praise the Lord. If you've got your Bibles... I don't know how long I'm going to preach for this morning. Um, I don't have that many notes. And I just really kind of want to preach from my heart this morning. Perhaps there's something that's been going through my mind. This scripture has certainly been on repeat in my mind probably for the last, last little while anyway. Um, we're going to go to the book of Psalms this morning. We're going to read a few scriptures around where I want to reach, read, but I want to start with what the scripture that God laid on my head, the scripture that's been going through my heart and through my mind almost relentlessly. It's almost the first scripture that pops into my head in the morning and the last scripture I think about before I go to bed. It's in Psalm 119. Don't worry, we're not going to read the whole lot. Psalm 119. And maybe not a scripture that's jumped out at you before in Psalm 119. Psalm 119 has got 
some of those real favorite passages that we all like, you know, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee, very popular one. Um, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. But I think beyond that, not many people know most of Psalm 119. Amen. And so I want to read in my text for today, Psalm 119, 165. And I have a title slide up there, which Sister Carrie can put up there once I've read my text. Should be there. <laughs> Psalm 119, 165 says this, Great peace have they which love your law. And nothing causes them to stumble. Reading in the New King James Version. Great peace have those who love your law. And nothing causes them to stumble. I want to just share for a little while, I think, on great peace. Turn to the person next to you say, great peace. Great peace. Praise the Lord. Precious Jesus, you are the Prince of Peace. We're grateful that we know you, Lord God. We're grateful to be in your house, to be in your presence. Father, I pray you touch our hearts, Lord God. Lord, help us to have our focus aligned, Lord Jesus, to pay attention to what we need to be paying attention, Lord, and leave things up to you, God. We love you, praise you, let your hand rest upon me, in Jesus' name, amen. Psalm 119, 165. Great peace have those who love your Lord. And nothing causes them to stumble. As we look around what's going on in the world, there are perhaps many, many things that could cause us to stumble. And I don't mean to stumble as in you're going to lose your relationship with God, although perhaps that could be part of it. I don't mean stumble in that you're going to walk out on the Lord and you're never going to come back to God. But do you ever have those moments in life where you just look at everything that's going on and you're just like, my Lord, is it ever going to end? Hello? The Hebrew word there that's translated as stumble, it's got a, it kind of means to stagger. It's like, oh. And, and I think we all go through things in life like that from time to time. You know, there's a new term that's been invented um, in recent years. I don't know how long it is. It's maybe, maybe the last, uh, definitely the last 10 years, maybe the last five or even the last two. But it's called doom scrolling. You ever heard of that term? Doom scrolling. It's where you get on Facebook and it's just like bad news, bad news, bad news, bad news, bad news, bad news. Oh, this could be, no, bad news. Right, you get on the news channel. Every single story is bad news. You know, it's doom scrolling. It's, there's this constant plate of bad news that is served up. And the truth be told, there is a lot of bad news going on right now. You know, I... I've been, for those of you who don't know me, I'm very, very interested in politics and geopolitics and history. It's kind of like three areas that I love to read and study on. And what's going on over in the Ukraine right now is very, very interesting. And I don't, I don't profess to know everything there is to know about the end times. But 
it does seem that God's time frame is accelerating, and we don't know how much longer we've got on this earth, and there's things happening in the world, right? And, and as, as I doom scroll on my phone, so this is happening in Ukraine, this is happening in Ukraine, this, this, civil, this group of civilians was killed, this town is being bombed, these citizens couldn't evacuate in time, this family was destroyed, this church has been liberated. You know, it's a constant diet of bad news, and, and, and even, even internally, right, we look at some of the circumstances that we go through, and you know, things that are happening in our in our business lives, in the jobs that we work, in trying to find work perhaps, and, 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 and things that go on in school, and things that go on in life, and, and things that happen in our families, and friction in the family, and, and, and families being separated, and families, some families have been separated for years because of what we've been living through with COVID. But not only are some families separated by physical distance, some families are separated in their own homes. Right? And, and as we look at these things, it's easy sometimes to stagger and just feel overwhelmed. Like, like, like sometimes it can feel like, man, I just, I don't even know how to take the next step. There's just feels like the weight of the world is sitting on my shoulders and I've got so many things to do in my job that I work at. I operate on a to-do list. I have to. Because I have about 300 different things I've got to get done every day. And I know I'm only ever going to get about 80 of them done. So I have to have a to-do list so I can kind of prioritize the ones I want to work on, right? But when I don't have that to-do list, I start to feel overwhelmed. Because I know there's so much to do. And so much. To and when I look at the church, there's so much to do with the church. So many things have got to ha happen and so many things have got to be done and there's so much work that needs to happen and we've got to work together and it's just, and if you're not careful, it could be overwhelming. And life has a way of doing that. And the world that we live in that's hyper-connected with news 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and social media where we can see everything our friends are doing live almost. It's like, it's this constant pressure that builds up. And, 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 and it can get in front of us and it can cause us to stumble. And I'm not talking, like I said, I'm not talking about leaving God. But just this, oh, and, 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 you know, being a disciple suddenly becomes just that more difficult because you know you've got to pray and you know you've got to read God's Word. And, and, and you, you, you know that if you pray and if you read God's Word, there will be relief. But it's like, I've just got so much going on in my life. I'm not coping. Overwhelmed. Stumbling. Staggering. But the Bible tells us here in Psalm 119, 165, that we have a promise. It says, Great peace have those who love your law, and nothing causes them to stumble. There's a passage here in the Scripture that says we can actually live our lives in such a way that it doesn't matter how bad the news is on the media, and it doesn't matter what's going on in our personal life, and it doesn't matter how disconnected we feel from everything and how hopeless and overwhelmed sometimes we feel and how, if we're being honest, out of control sometimes we feel like we are. 
There is a promise in Scripture that we can live our lives in such a way that those things still will not cause us to stumble. That we can continue to live our lives with peace in our hearts. And the Bible doesn't just call it peace, but it calls it great peace. And, and you know, we, we think of the word great, and when we read it in English, we're not quite getting the meaning that the writer was trying to get us to understand, because we think great is in something good, right? Like he was a great basketballer, or you did a great job, right? We think of it in terms of value, but that's not kind of the sense that the word great is being used here. It's being term, used in terms of quantity, great peace. There is a large quantity, a great quantity of peace that is available. Or in other words, there is enough peace that is available for your heart that it doesn't matter what the geopolitical situation is around the world. It doesn't matter how bad it looks. It doesn't matter how bad it even gets in our own country. And it doesn't matter how bad it's getting in your workplace and in your schools and in your homes. Because the Bible promises that there is enough peace to cover any kind of complaint that we have about this life, any kind of problem in this life, any kind of block that would cause us to stumble, there is enough peace that God has available to fill our hearts, amen? And I believe this is why the Bible calls it peace that passes understanding, amen? Peace when it doesn't make sense to have peace. What are you telling me, pastor? Are you saying that even when things are going wrong and, and I can't put one foot in front of another and, and I'm feeling overwhelmed, and I don't know which way to turn. Are you saying that I can still have peace? You know, the ability to lie down at nighttime and not have your mind going in three million directions at the same time? Peace, that kind of peace. Where I run out of hours in the day to get everything done that I know I've got to get done, but there's still enough peace. Yes, that's what the Bible tells us. It says, great peace, enough peace for any situation. Have those who love your Lord, and nothing causes them to stumble. And you know, that peace comes because we love His Lord. You know, great peace have those who love your Lord. The precondition on here is that we have to love His Lord. And, uh, and yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a shade of shade that you got to love this you got to love this book but what it's actually talking about is you have to learn to love the direction that God has your life on great peace have those who love your Lord and nothing causes them to stumble great peace is available for those who are happy with God directing their life that is how you get peace. Because what you are doing is you are taking every situation, taking every problem, taking every heartbreak, taking every family problem at home, taking every problem at school, taking every problem at work, taking every problem that you read about in the newspaper, and you are giving it to the Lord and you're saying, God, I'm going to follow your direction for my life. It's not my job to work all this stuff out. My job is to follow your direction for my life. And that's what we need to love. Because that's where the great peace comes from.
It's when we understand that we don't have to come up with some great plan for our life. Don't get me wrong. It's good to plan. I'm all for education. I'm all for getting a house. I'm all for making sure you're secure, etc., etc., etc. But your number one priority in life needs to be, God, what is your direction for your life, for my life? And when you've got that, that's what you need to love. That's what you need to pursue. That's what you need to hunt down with every fiber of your being. Because then when something goes wrong in your life, it no longer becomes a question of, wait, am I following God's will or not? You know, I love God's direction. I'm following His will. And when something goes wrong in your life, it does not mean you failed God. Because all of a sudden, you're getting your sense of worth and your sense of acceptance and your value from the direction that God has placed your life on, not what others are saying about you. Great peace have those who love your roar. Great peace. Because when things are going wrong in my life and when I'm feeling overwhelmed, did you know what? It sometimes happens every other day. And I read through things and I think, oh my Lord, what's going on? What's happening in the world? Where is this going? Lord, we've got to get the church up. We've got to reach people. We've got to spread the gospel. But then it's like, hang on, stop. I don't have to ask those questions of myself. And you don't have to ask those questions of yourself. Here is the only question you ever need to ask yourself. Am I in love with the direction that God is taking my life? And am I following His will for my life? If you are doing that, then let the world crumble. Let everything happen around you. You are going to have peace. Why? Because you know that God is in charge of your life. Amen? Amen. Great peace have those who love your law. And, and really, that, that ought to set our frame of mind. You know, and I've, I've caught myself saying it multiple times now over the last couple of years, especially. You heard me say, I said it this morning. I can't wait for the trumpet to sound. I can't wait. Why? Because that's my hope. Right? When we are following God's plan for our life, when we are not just following it, but when we are in love with the plan that God has for our life, when that is everything to us and there is nothing else we would rather follow, when we have that, not only do we have peace, but we have the right perspective. Hello? See, when we are either not following God's plan or we are just begrudgingly doing it to tick a box, hello? Maybe because mom and dad make you come to church. Then we don't have the right perspective. And things happen in life and takes our perspective away. Think about it like this. Do you want to know who the most important woman in the whole wide world is to me? Any ideas? Sister Janie, who do you think it is? It is, it's Sister Janie. Wow, how did you know that? Why? Because I love her with all of my heart, right? And so when it's her and me and my attention is focused on her, nothing distracts me. Nothing discourages me. Nothing I see gets me distracted, amen? And it ought to be the same with us with Jesus, amen? 
when Jesus is our number one and we are just so in love with Him and in love with the direction He has for our life. You know, the devil can be calling for our attention over there, but you know, the, the song says the things on earth go strangely dim. Why? Because we're just focused on Jesus and we're drawing closer to Him and He's our number one. Amen. It's like that song says, take this whole world, but give me Jesus. Fall in love with Jesus, church. Fall in love with His direction for your life. Fall in love with His plan. Amen. Because when you follow it, great peace is what comes from that. Because you know I'm following the plan. And this might be happening out there and this might be going on over there. But I am building my life on the foundation of God's plan that He has for me. So I am not going to move. Great peace have those who love your law and your perspective becomes adjusted. The psalmist goes on and he talks about the perspective and the actions. What are the two results of the great peace that we have in our hearts? Here we go, verse 166. Lord, I hope for your salvation. There's the first thing. The perspective all changes. Right, Because all of a sudden, it's not about, am I being popular? Do I have a lot of good friends? Am I learning a lot of money? Do people like me? Do I have a good ministry, etc., etc., etc.? No, it becomes my perspective is one day I'm going to be with Jesus. And I can't wait to be with Him because He's my everything. And so I'm going to stay on the direction that He has for my life. Lord, I hope for your salvation. Very next thing. And... I do your commandments. Because you can't just say that you're following God's plan for your life. And you can't just be in love with God's plan for your life unless you are actually doing what God wants you to do. Hello? You know, somewhere along the line, Perhaps we have bought into the lie that living for Jesus just means we need to, you know, have the new birth experience and then just come to church. But see, that's not what it's about. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm married to Sister Janie, but my marriage is more than July the 7th, 2008. Shoot, I got that wrong. I'm in trouble now. When was it? 5th. I was going to be on the 7th because you wanted the 7th. Yeah, there you go. See, the 5th. Sorry, people on live stream. The 5th of July 2008, my marriage with her is more than one day. Amen? And, and our relationship with God should be more than one day, our day of salvation when we give our lives to God. Amen? But it needs to be a continual walk with God. God, I'm in love with your direction for my life every single day, every single moment. And somewhere along the lines, I think sometimes we fall off the rails somewhere and we think, well, I come to church on Sunday, I tick my box. But it's more than that, church. It's more than that. And in this day and age when there is so much around that will cause us to stumble, right? And there's so much need for peace. It is the ones who recognize that their relationship with Jesus Christ is the one thing that will keep them in peace and that will give them salvation in the end. They are the ones that will have great peace because they love His law, amen? Amen. But we don't just love it. 
but we do it. That means we take concrete actions. Right? We invest in the relationship. We build the relationship. It becomes important enough to us where we just can't wait to see the Lord again. We can't wait to be in relationship with Him deeper and deeper every single day where God's Word comes alive as we read it because it's impacting our hearts. Why? Because we recognize it's not just words on a page, but it's a love letter written to me that God had me on His mind when He wrote it. When He was on the cross, He had me on His mind. Jesus loves me, and that makes me want to pursue the relationship with Him. Great peace have those who love your Lord, and nothing causes them to stumble. And Lord, I hope for your salvation, and I do your commandments. We want great peace in our life. We don't want to worry. We don't want to fret. We don't want to stress out. We don't want to feel overwhelmed. But the key to that is falling in love with the plan that God has for your life. Because let me tell you, God's plan for your life has all sorts of ups and downs. Just ask the Apostle Paul. If God had knocked the Apostle Paul off of his horse on the road to Damascus, and I don't know, Apostle Paul was probably half crazy to do some of the stuff he did. He was an amazing man of God. So maybe he would say yes still. I don't know. But God spoke to Paul and said, I want you to go and be a witness to the Gentiles for me. That's what God said. Oh, and by the way, you're going to get beaten, shipwrecked, thrown in jail. Oh, and they're going to chop your head off at the end of your life. Now, let's go. You want to know about ups and downs? That's ups and downs. Amen. See, our walk with God is not all mountaintop experiences. There are times that we go through valleys, times we go through hard times. Why? Because God is saying, hey, come on, do you still love the plan that I've got for your life? Are you still willing to stick? Because God has a purpose and God has a plan. And He alone knows why we walk the path that we walk, but know that He's got a plan. And we've got to fall in love with that. God, I just can't wait to serve you, no matter what may come, because we get great peace. As we all stand this morning, get ready to close. You know, the interesting thing about Psalm 119, besides its length, is that the entirety of the psalm except for the first three verses, are written to the Lord. In other words, the person who is writing them is talking to God. And when we read it, it's like we're talking to God. And when you, when you understand that, right, imagine yourself talking to God. Princes persecute me, God. Without a cause, people who are in authority, they have it in for me, Jesus. But my heart stands in awe of your word. I rejoice at your word as someone who has found a great treasure. The greatest, most expensive, most precious thing, God, does not compare to the treasure I have in your word and your direction for my life. I, I hate and I abhor lying, God, but 
I love your law. Why? Because your law is truth. Your word is truth. It never changes. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever, God. And people around me, they lie. People around me, they, I just, I can't handle them sometimes, God. But your Lord, Jesus, your word for my life, that I can depend on. I love your Lord. Seven times a day, I praise you because of your righteous judgment. I praise you all day, God. My whole life is a life of praise to you, God, because your righteous judgments are there even in my life. When I'm not right, God, your judgment is still righteous and you correct me. Oh, God, I praise you all day. Seven times a day, I praise you. Great peace have those who love your law and nothing causes them to stumble. What a promise we have from God, church. That even when life is in chaos, and maybe as the psalmist wrote that, he might have been in the middle of stumbling over something. But he's saying, you know what? By faith, I've got great peace. Because I know, I know, I know, I know that God is in control. There's one little step beyond that in that verse, you know. Literally, it says there is no stumbling block in their path. Right, And I think this ties in a little bit with when God says, and Paul writes in Romans, that all things work together for good. There are things that happen in our life that look like they might cause us to be, to stumble, to stagger. But we know, we know, that when we are in love with the plan that God has for our life, we can have peace. And that path begins to open up. And there might be things going on around us. There might be problems that we've still got to deal with and face town and situations that are discouraging us. And we might be feeling overwhelmed and not sure which way to turn. But we can hold on to the hands of Jesus Christ. He's not going to let you go. He's not going to let you down. Fall in love with Jesus, church. Fall in love with His Word. Fall in love with His plan for your life. Praise your Lord. Why don't we all stand this morning? Hallelujah. Feel the presence of the Lord here today. And I want to open these altars. And I want you to come and pray this morning. If there's things that are going on in your mind, things that you are struggling with, things that you are getting down about, and maybe you need to fall in love with Jesus just that little bit more. And I'd, I'd suggest that perhaps all of us would fall into that category. Maybe there's things going on in your family you're feeling discouraged and you don't know how to handle it you don't know what to do and, and you're trying to work out look why why is this happening perhaps what you need to do is stop asking why and come to the Lord and say God I don't know why and I'm going to leave the why at the foot of the cross I'm just going to love you Jesus I'm just going to serve you Jesus I'm going to live my life for you Lord whether my life goes for another five years or five decades I'm going to fall in love with you Jesus I'm not backing down I'm not going to get off this path Lord because I recognize that great peace comes when I'm in love with the plan that you have for my life praise you Lord as sister Janie begins to sing about our God why don't you come this morning? The altars are open. Let's respond to the word of the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. God promises great peace for us. God promises great peace for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.